Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. This is our first podcast of December 2020, and we're kicking it off with a treat. We have four pastors. Pastor Ron A. Jones-Thompson, Pastor Darian A. Regan, Pastor Sharonda Manor-Foster, and Senior Pastor Naida M. Parson. Can I trust God with my yes? My unconditional yes. A leveling up yes. But no matter how it feels and looks, is it still a yes? Oh, hallelujah. 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 You're so faithful, God. So faithful to us, God. Oh. And we love to worship you on this morning, God. We love to give you our praise, God. You're so faithful, God. And we bless you on this morning, God. Today you are you are going to receive a treat from the pastors. We're going to talk about can I trust God with our yes. You know, it's easy to say yes to a lot of things, but then sometimes... Once you say yes, you don't know if you were really committed to your yes. Today you're going to hear about a fully persuaded yes, a sacrificial yes, and then an unconditional yes. So I pray that you'll enjoy what we have for you today. I'm going to start off with, again, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, because I got stuck in the place of can I trust you with my yes. See, Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. But I had to get past the trust. See, because when you trust something, you have to put everything in it, meaning that you're secure in that thing, that is what the thing is and what it means to you. It means that you have to have a complete confidence and integrity that the ability of their character will guard your heart. So God, can I trust you and I have to tell you that it was a little bit hard sometimes to trust God before I trust man you see I had been around with man men have been in my life all you know all around me when I say men and women so I had learned the ways of the man so it made it hard to trust God before I trust man because I knew what they were going to say at least I thought I knew what they were going to think at least I thought I knew how they were going to move and I knew how to guide my heart if something was to come in the way of that trust but with God, it was hard to, to trust him, to know what he was going to say because I would have to let down my guard. I would have to let down who I was. I had to let down what I thought. I had to let down everything that I knew. So it made it easy to trust man, but it made it hard to trust God. So trust God and lean not on your own understanding means a place where you have to put your heart at his feet. It's a place of surrender where you leave no room for no more anxiety or worry. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have anxiety or worry. It just means that it gets easier every time I have to go and surrender. It gets easier for me to let go every time that I have to surrender yet again. And then it puts me in a place where I'm more comfortable every time I go into a place of surrendering with God. And as crazy and as crazy as it may seem and as scary as it may mean and seem to you that you have to surrender everything you know, everything that you were taught, everything your mother and your father gave you to surrender to God, it means you have to go in and lean on him in everything that you do. See, leaning on him is not just leaning to, a, to the right or the left, but it's leaning into a safe place where you don't have to worry about distractions. You don't have to worry about if there's confusion. But leaning in God is meaning that you put everything in him, everything on him. So your doubts and your curiosity, you lean it on him, and then he makes way for it. See, I can't just lean on myself because my, mis my understanding of things have gotten a little diluted. 
my understanding of how I walk and how I'm supposed to talk, how I'm supposed to react, how I'm supposed to operate day by day, it's gotten a little diluted. It's gotten diluted, and it has some gaps and holes in it. But when I lean on God, there's a fresh understanding, and I know that everything in him is absolutely perfect. Where my things have gaps and holes, my imperfections, my curiosity, the things that I depended on, there's holes in it, but God himself is able to make my holes perfect. He's able to put in place things where I don't have the ability or the knowledge to understand how to move forward or move past. God has the ability and the knowledge to how to move forward and make it right in the midst of my misunderstanding. So the one thing I love about God, that his timing is absolutely always perfect. God is never late. He's never early, but he's always right on time. God's perfect is perfect for me because what it's doing is it's growing my faith and my focus to trust and wait on him in all situations. He makes certain that I'm never alone, that I'm not the one that gets the glory. But in all of him, he pulls through and his glory is, falls all on him. So his timing is always perfect. And God's ways are not my ways. See, where my ways have, have, have caused curiosity, where my ways have caused people to stifle, where my ways have caused my own pain and my own mishaps, God's ways is not my ways. So when I lean on him, when I talk to him, when I touch places with him, then I get a new perspective. God is an internal perspective. He thinks differently. He acts differently because he is the great I am, the Yahweh way, and he knows the present, the past, and the future. And what do I know? I know nothing. My thoughts can't compare to him. My thoughts are impatient. My, my thoughts can be rude sometimes. My thoughts can be uncontrollable. But his thoughts are perfect. Knowing everything that God has and wants for me, if I lean in him, then everything I know is right. And my third thing is God always has the final say. You know, sometimes I put a period at the end of things, but God always places a comma. See, when, when I think about the Bible and I go back into the history, Lazarus was dead. He, he was dead for four days in the tomb, and then he, he rose again. See, what God did, he was just putting a comma. He wanted us to wait and see what God was going to do. You either wait on yourself and lean on your own understanding or you wait to see what God's going to do. So where we had put the period and the explanation point, God says, comma, I'll raise him for the dead. I'll begin to let him function again. All that rotten skin, it'll be named new again. Where God put a comma, I had a period. And that's what we do in our life sometimes. That's where we go in our life. We don't give God all the glory for everything that he does. So where he wants to make me, a, where I want to make myself a victim, God wants to make me victorious. Where I want to become a chump, God wants to make me a champion. Where I want to whine on things, God wants to make me a winner. And that's why he always puts the comma in place of a period. So as we talk to you today about your yes, I want you to think about where your less yes lies is it just on occasion? Is it just when you feel good? Is it just when you're happy? Where does your yes lie? And are you fully persuaded? Do you have a sacrificial yes that you want to give God today? Where are you placing your yes? Where's your yes staying? Does your yes go out the window when times get hard? Does your yes go out the window when it gets too rough? Where is your yes today? So as our pastors come, as they talk to you about being persuaded and sacrificial and having an unconditional yes, check your yes at the door.
and see where your yes lies. Amen. Amen. Where does your yes lie? Uh-oh. I'm ready for this yes on this afternoon. Look, look at the microphone trying to hold me back. I am ready for this yes. So, God, can I trust you with my... And then we have to fill in the blank on that yes. God, can I trust you with my hum? Tisha, I don't know because I was in between yeses and I was at a persuaded yes. God, can I trust you with my fully persuaded yes? But then, Pastor, I thought about something else as I was going through this. And so mine is, God, can I trust you with my leveling up yes? Oh, my goodness. I got a leveling up yes. God, can I, can I trust you uh, with that? Can I trust you with me uh, leveling up? Because that's the kind of yes uh, that I... I have if you have been around here or around the prayer team if Shekinah glory song comes on yes then we all messed up we all laid out on the floor and there's just one line in particular that it asks and it takes us out every time and then she says in the song if I told you what I really need if God told you what he really needs with your heart and your soul still say yes and you would think that we've already said yes. I said yes. I said yes to God. I came into this lifestyle. I said yes. And I am a part of a ministry and a part of a body. I said yes. But what I found out is there is levels to this yes. Uh, there is levels to this yes. Uh, and I'm going to quickly just talk about three of them really quick. Uh, one of them is infancy. When you are, are just still a baby in Christ. That's when you, you come up on that Sunday and you're all emotional and you say yes yes I want to give my life and, and yes I'll dedicate my Jesus come into my life and change me you're in your infancy you're in love oh this is new and you just want to be with him because most of us are in a perilous place most of us have found ourselves in somewhere where we can't get out of and so on that first level of infancy we're just in love we're just desperate we just need him we're just emotional and so there's our first level of infancy. But then we come into an intermediate place. And that's where we're between two things. That's where we're not sure, you know, what we're going to do and what we're going to have to let go of. I said yes. But in that intermediate places where you have to let go of some things, this is where the change begins to happen because there is a change that happens in your life when you come into Christ, when you say yes to him. And so we find ourselves in an intermediate where the question becomes, are you going to stay like you are? Are you going to move closer to him? What do I have to give up? And what do I have to gain? What's going to happen to me in this place? And so there's an intermediate level that we all come into when you begin to act better. Why? Because you know better. You can't continue to keep doing the same things that you have done. And so there's a level of infancy, and then there's an intermediate level, and then, and then there's the ideal. The ideal level. That's the place where we want to be. That's the, that's the level that we're trying to achieve in Christ. And that's where we can stand and say, your kingdom come in my life and your, and your will be done. That's the place where you can get to where Mother Parson was. And whatever you do, God is right. No matter what 
it looks like. There's a, an ideal place, an ideal level that we are trying to get through. There's that fully persuaded place, that place to wherever God says I'm going to do it. God, I'm ready and willing to move uh, with you. I'm trusting you in that ideal place. Uh, oh, God, I'm walking in tandem. Whatever you tell me, whoever you tell me to let go of, I'm willing to do. That ideal place is where there's no more wrestling uh, with God. There's no more arguing uh, because of God, if you told me that, then I am sure that that is the right thing for us. Oh, there are levels to this. I feel like I'm leveling up. And so I came to talk to someone on this afternoon to be okay with leveling up. Stop beating yourself up because you are not at the level that you think you should be. Stop looking at others and saying, I'm not on their level. Can I tell you that God blesses you in the levels and there's a reason and a purpose for each level that you're endeavoring on? Let's look at David really quick. It says in 1 Samuel, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. That's David. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And then it says, reaching into his bag, that first one was a level. Here's the next level. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone. He slung it and struck the villain sign on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand. And he struck down the Philistine and killed him. That was another level. And then another level. Somebody say, David is leveling up. And then it said, now then be strong and brave. For Saul, your master is dead. And the people of Judah have anointed David. King over them. David is leveling up. And so I want you to be encouraged on this afternoon to not stop moving from your place of leveling up. Now I'm going to challenge you because some of you have been in the intermediate stage for too long. And you need to come into your mind, your heart, and your will to say that I am leveling up. I am moving up. I'm coming up out of this level. The scripture says that he'll take you from glory to glory. There is an ideal place. My God, there is an ideal place that God has for all of us in your leveling up yes and so some of us we are no longer infants we have been doing this for too long it's time for you to level up there are some of us that are just resting in an intermediate stage we're just trying to make it look good but we're still standing in the middle of two things that we don't want to let go of do I want the old life or the new life it's time for you to level up Ooh, we can stay right there isn't it it's time for you to level up. And then there is the ideal stage where you are fully persuaded in this life that God has for you. Go ahead and admit it. You searched all over. Go ahead and admit that you looked high and low, but you still couldn't find nobody. You found nobody greater than our God. And so I dare you on this afternoon to put your yes back out there. But as you lay, lay your yes on the table, then I want you to say to yourself, and I'm leveling up. Some of you, that yes have become stale. It has cobwebs on it because it has not moved. But you need to come into a place where you are leveling up. God, can I trust you with my yes? Can I trust you with my leveling up yes? 
And God says, I'll be with you in the process. Because he's going to take you through each level. He'll take you through the process so you'll be ready to level up again. And so I'm in my season of leveling up. And I pray that that is your place too. Amen. 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 Come on and give God a praise in this house. Amen. Give God a praise and bless him wherever you are. Amen. If you're in your home, put your clan clap emoji on. Amen. And just bless God on this afternoon. Amen. We are talking about whether we can trust God with our yes. Can we trust him with our yes? And that statement says a whole lot. There is a lot in that little phrase right there. And so I wanted to talk to you today um, and share with you a testimony um, about my yes. And so today I want to talk to you about can I trust God with my sacrificial yes. In Luke 5 and 11, it simply says the disciples brought their boats to land, and they forsook all, and they followed him. They came in with their boats, and they forsook everything, and they followed Jesus. You mean to tell me that you gave up your livelihood, you gave up your income, to follow somebody that you don't even know. So are you telling me that you didn't ask him, where are we going? What are we about to do? You didn't even ask him why. You just, he calls you and tells you to follow him and you don't even ask any questions. You just forsake everything that you know. Family, friends, associates, your job, the thing that they have been doing all of their lives. The Bible says they forsook it and they followed him. And I find that interesting how you don't even know somebody. And you can just drop everything that you know and go with God. And so now, one day, some time ago, here I am in prayer. And I'm praying to God and I'm talking to God about my particular yes. And while I'm praying to God and saying, yes, Lord, I'll go. Yes, Lord, I'll do and then as I begin to think about it further, while I'm praying about it, there was a but behind that. I was like, yeah, Lord, I'll go, but I ain't leaving the States. I'll do it, Lord, but I'm not going to a third world country. So it was a yes, but there was a but behind the yes. And so I realized when I was praying and I remembered that in that moment I hadn't given God my full yes. 
And I purposely stopped short of saying, I'll do anything or I'll go anywhere. Because what happened was I had to catch myself because I had to be honest that, that that's not really how I felt. I didn't really feel like I could commit and make a change or that if God wanted me to move and pick up my family and move somewhere else or go somewhere else or God wanted me to, to pastor or, or God wanted me to do something else, I wasn't ready for that yes yet. I wasn't ready to take that on yet. But as I'm praying, I, I started to feel bad. Because I couldn't muster up the courage to say God and, and say it from my heart. See, we've been saying it with our words because the Bible says with your mouth you honor me, but your hearts is far from me. And I couldn't muster up the courage to say with my heart, God, that, that I will do what you want me to do. And I'll go wherever you want me to go. And so I'm reminded of the rich young man who came to Jesus and said, he did this, he did this, he did that. And, and that is me. I did this and I did that. But then God, but then Jesus tells him to go and sell everything that you have. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute now. See, I'll give you a yes, but now you want me to make a sacrifice. Now you want me to give up some stuff. And so that's what it got to me when my prayer, I'm like, God, I'll, I can do this, but I ain't trying to move. I ain't trying to go here. I'm not trying to sell my house. I'm not trying to let go of my job, God. I'm fine. I can do it. But as long as you don't have me doing that, you, you didn't give him that sacrificial Yes, and this brother right here was trying to come into relationship. Here I am, I have a relationship, and here I am, I'm saying I love God, and I know God, but yet I still can't give him this sacrificial yes. And I didn't want to let go of some things, just like this rich young ruler. This man had money. I didn't have that kind of money. And he got all this stuff. I just got this stuff. And now you want me to let it go? I just got this house. I just got this car. And listen, this is what's going on in my mind. But that's not to say that, that, that that's what God is actually going to tell me to do. I'm just assuming that God is probably going to say this if I commit fully. That's what's going on in my mind. And so I didn't know what God would say if I completely surrendered or what he would do or how he would answer. I just felt like as long as I didn't open the door when I'm praying, I ain't got to walk through it. If I don't ask him, he's not going to answer. So you know what? It's better just left unsaid some things are. So that way when God does speak to you. You, you know, you're you just hoping that he won't say that or, or answer that. So I'm just not going to even go in that direction with that statement. I'm just going to leave it alone. And so I want to say yes, but I didn't want to make those type of sacrifices. And it was in that moment, praying, realizing that I didn't trust him fully with my yes 
and that I didn't give him a complete and total yes. But it was also in that moment that I had to be honest with myself. When I'm praying, God, I'm sorry that I could not or did not give you a, this sacrificial yes when it comes to every area of my life. And it was also in that moment that regardless of what I want to do, I understood and knew that God is going to bless his people when they fully commit. That God is going to uh, bless his people and make his people prosper when they fully obey. God is going to do some things and, and, and have some people benefit when they fully commit to themselves. It was in that moment, God, I knew this and I understand this. And so now in this moment, God, I am ready and willing to forsake all and follow you. Amen. Come on and give God a praise for that word. We will also move now into our time of giving, our time of giving tithe. Tithing, we believe here, is for worshipers only. It is a part of our worship. It is a part of what we do in our obedience just to show God that we are obedient and that we love him. There are three ways that you can give to our guests that have joined in. We are grateful that you are here and welcome into this place. You too also can give as those give that are members of our ministry. Three ways to give. You can give online at nuantia-aliante.org. Push the donate button and follow the prompts. Second way you can give is through text. Text 77977 to Nuantia, all one word, and follow those prompts. And then you can also give through the standard mail system. Our address will, will be in the comments. It's 2550 Nature Park Drive, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. We are grateful for those who continue to give. Grateful for your obedience in giving. Amen, amen. A sacrificial yes. A leveling up yes. Can I trust God with my yes? Can I trust God with my yes? Let's go into uh, our last yes today. I'm going to Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, and then Esther chapter 4. Verse 4, verse 16, and then Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, and Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 through 18, in the New International Version, it reads, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Esther 4.16. 
Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Matthew 26, 39. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will. But as thou wilt. And Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. Though the fig tree does not bud. And there are no grapes on the vine. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Can I trust God with my unconditional yes? Can I trust God with my unconditional yes? Well, if you haven't caught on by now, the whole point of this tag team today is that if we are going to see purpose all the way through, we have to say yes, mean yes, and do yes. What hinders us from doing that is that we can't always trust that we can handle what it means to say yes. We have to say yes. We have to mean yes. We have to do yes. And what hinders us from that is trusting that we can handle what it means to say yes. When you give God your yes, do you trust him with it? Do you trust that whatever he does with it is right? Do you trust his ability, his character, his love, and his judgment? Do you trust his ability to do in you and with you what he called you to do? Do you trust his character? That he will do you no harm. Do you trust his love. To only move in your best interest. And do you trust his judgment. That he knew what he was doing. When he called you. If you can trust his love. If you can trust his character. If you can trust his ability. If you can trust his judgment. Now then you are ready for the unconditional yes. Unless you trust him on all those areas. You're not ready for an unconditional yes. But if you can trust him with all of that. Then you have entered into the highest level of true worship. You have finally gotten to being a true worshiper. When you reach the unconditional yes. But what is? An unconditional yes. Well, I've given you four scriptural examples of unconditional yes. The Hebrew boy said, and even if he doesn't, God has my yes. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. God has my yes. 
Jesus said, if this cup doesn't pass, nevertheless, God has my yes. Habakkuk said, though it all goes bad, yet I will rejoice because God has my yes. So I would like then to call this yes, I'd like to call this unconditional yes. And even if he doesn't, if I perish, I perish. Nevertheless, though he don't, yet I will, yes. It's in, even if he doesn't, if I perish, I perish. Nonetheless, nevertheless, though he don't, I will. Yes. See if I can say that right. Even if he doesn't, if I perish, I perish. Nevertheless, though he don't, yet I will. Yes, that's an unconditional yes. Now notice this. Notice this. Notice the first three scriptures all included the word if. And even if he does not. And if I perish, I perish. If. It'd be possible, let this cup pass from me. If is a conditional word. If means it can go either way. See, the first three examples that I gave y'all are all if. And when, when, it's, when it's if, I don't know which way this thing going to turn up. I don't know which way this, I don't know what God is going to choose to do. And, and so I'm saying if, God, God, if you decide to, to do it the way I'm asking you to do it, if, that means the onus is on God. In the first three situations, the, the onus is on God. The condition is whether or not he does something. So with Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Esther, and Jesus, they had all asked God to do something. They wanted him to work it out. They wanted him to fix it for them. They wanted uh, him to let them out of the possible consequences of their yes. They all asked God to get them out of the possible consequence of their yes. Oh, oh, there's a consequence. That's why we're talking about this today. There's a consequence to telling God yes. And, and, and sometimes a consequence of telling God yes might be a little scary thing. And, and, in other words, with, with them, uh, uh, God had wanted God to, God to fix it. I, I need you to fix it because for the Hebrew boys, my yes might get me put in a fiery furnace. For Esther, my yes might get me executed. For Jesus, my yes is going to get me crucified. And if God does not change the consequences of my yes is it still yes we are going to put our yes out here knowing that this yes has a potential to change life as I know it that's why we're talking about this today we're putting our yes out there knowing that this yes has the potential to change life as I know it. And that's why many of you don't trust God with your yes. I don't trust you with this yes because it may change life as you know it. Each of these first individuals had an if. They had a conditional situation. They understood that he may not do that. They went into it, understanding that God may not work this thing out the way I want it to work out. 
The Hebrew boys went in, and they ended up going in halfway. They did get thrown into the fire, but they didn't get burned. Esther got out of it altogether. She did not perish. She was not executed at all. But Jesus had to go all the way through it. He was crucified on a hill far away. Stood that old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. He went through the whole thing, but they all got there knowing that their if was on God. The if was on God, and they were saying, but it doesn't matter. Whichever way he decides, their answer was yes. They trusted God with their yes. It was an unconditional yes. But for Habakkuk, it was already decided. His was not an if. There's no if in that scripture. It's a though and a yet. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, yet I will be joyful in God my Savior. In that one, the onus is not on God. The onus is on us. It's not about what God may or may not do. You already know what he's not going to do. I know what he's not going to do, and it's still yes. I know what he's not going to do, and it's still yes. I know what he's not going to do, and it's still He's already told me how this thing is going to work out, and it's still yes. That is an unconditional yes. In this day and time when so many people are, are dealing with COVID, so many people are dealing with cancer, so many people are dealing with things that, that God has already let you know. Somebody going to die of this thing. We already know that everybody's not going to get healed. Is it still yes? You already know what God is calling you to do. Is going to change your life forever. Is it still yes? This ain't an if, God. Now, God, I'm going to do this. And if you, if you do it, fine. And if you don't, fine. That's one unconditional. But, some, but this one Habakkuk was saying is when all of this stuff happens, when it all goes bad, I still have a yes. It's an unconditional yes. It's an even if he doesn't, if I perish, I perish. Nevertheless, though he don't, yet I will. Yes, I trust you. Even with my, if he doesn't, if I perish, I perish. Nevertheless, though he don't, yet I will. Yes, I commit to my, even if he doesn't, if I perish, I perish. Nevertheless, though he don't, yet I will. Yes, I love you, God. I owe you, God. I'm totally committed to you, God. I'm going to see this thing through. Even when my flesh is weak, my spirit is yet willing you might have to help me you're gonna have to help me you may have to push me you may have to strengthen me you may have to comfort me you may have to intercede for me but this is my decision I trust you with my yes I trust your ability I trust your character I trust your love I trust your judgment and even if he doesn't if I perish I perish nevertheless though he don't yet I will yes it's still yes Yes. This thing is settled. It's yes. I'm focusing on my yes. I'll sacrifice my yes. I got to level up my yes. I trust you. It's unconditional. 
But I'm going to have to trust you to make it so. And that's who I want to pray for today. I want to pray for people who can say unconditionally yes, but God, you're going to have to help me. <laughs> you're going to have to make it so. You're going to have to move for me to make it so. This day ain't no joke. This day, uh, 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 you ain't playing with me. I know this yes is going to change my life and everything in my flesh don't want to do it. God, you're going to have to help me. I want you to leave here today with another yes. As we go into the end of the last quarter, we're going into the end of the last quarter. We're at the last few minutes of the last quarter. This is the last Sunday in November, and we got one more month. As we go into the last quarter of the end of the last quarter of this year, I need you to go into it with an unconditional yes. And then I need you to hold on to that yes and get ready to see it through into next year. I want you to go into 2021 with an unconditional yes. With a, even if he doesn't. With a, if I perish, I perish. With a, nevertheless. With a, though he don't, yet I will. Kind of yes. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to walk out my purpose. And this is my final answer. Especially during this time. These folk are getting this COVID. They in their 40s, some of them. 30s and 40s. 50s. And they be healthy one day. And the next day they're on their last breath. Within a week they're on their last breath. What will you be able to say was your final answer? My final answer is yes. Can you say today, my final answer is yes. And God is going to have to help you do it. Because everything in you all the unsaved stuff in you is going to say, I don't want this. I, this is too hard. This is too much. I can't level up to this. I can't rest and trust in this. It's too much of a sacrifice. But God is calling you to an unconditional yes. God Nevertheless, God, if I perish, I perish. God, even if you don't, I will. I'll say yes. You're going to have to help me mean it, though. I'll say yes. You're going to have to help me do it, though. I'll, I'll, I'll say yes, God, but I'm depending on you to make it real. I'll just say yes. You lead the way. I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say. This life you gave 
is not my own. I'm trusting you to hear my yes and lead me on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, my life. We've been singing this song all year, but I need it in your spirit today. I'll just say yes, say yes. You lead the way. You lead the way. I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say. To say this life you gave this life you gave it's not my own it's not my own so I'm trusting you I'm trusting, I'm trusting you, you with my yes I'm my trusting yes you with my yes God. Me on. yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord my Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Some of you need to say yes to God for the first time. Some of you in here need to say yes to God and mean it this time. Some of you need to say yes to God and do it this time. And some of you need to say yes to God for the first time and accept him into your life to really say, my life is yours. My life is yours. Won't you give your life to God today? Everybody pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, my life is yours. I give you my life. I believe in you, Jesus. Save me. Rededicate me. I give you my life. Forgive me, God, for everything I've done wrong. Forgive me, God, for not wanting to make the sacrifice. Forgive me, God, for not wanting to go to the next level. But today, yes is my final answer. And I thank you for saving me. And I thank you for reclaiming me. And I thank you for allowing me to rededicate to my yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time and you meant it in your heart, then you're saved right now. And we would love for you to come on with us on this journey. Just put in that comment section that you're ready, that this is your final answer. And we'd love to help you on that journey. And for those of you that are in this room and those of you that are listening, that are watching with this broadcast, you have now rededicated your life to this yes. But I really want you to feel it. Say it, tell them again, I'll just say yes. You lead the way. I'm 
I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say. Cause this life you gave is not my own. I'm trusting you to hear my yes and lead me on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My life is I need you to sit with this. I need you to let it settle. Yes, Lord. I need you to let it settle where you are right now. Where you are in this building. I want y'all to sing this and let it settle. You need to settle in it. You need to rest in it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, let it settle. Let it settle. All over this room. All over this room. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Think about what you're saying. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, to God. We pray that this has touched you today. We pray that it has strengthened you today. We pray that it has strengthened your resolve. That you mean yes. And it's all right that God has to help you do it. Lord, you're going to have to help me. He had to help Jesus. Oh, yes, he did. We're talking Jesus. Yeah, the son of God creator of the universe, Jesus, that was there in the beginning, and the beginning was the word, that, that Jesus. The Bible says, because it was a sacrificial, yes, because it was an unconditional, yes, because it was at highest level of yes, but his flesh was weak. And he said, God sent the angels to strengthen him. So God is not bad at you. Rene, if this is a tough, yes. God is not mad at you. If you got to struggle with this, yes, Jesus struggled with his yes. And God sent the angels to strengthen him. And I declare, I declare, I declare every last one of you that are struggling with your yes, he'll send strength right now. In the name of Jesus, strengthen me, God. Strengthen me so I can do yes. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is there where you are right now to strengthen you to do this, yes. And let's do this thing, y'all. My life is yours. God bless you. It is our prayer week. So this is a good time to get that yes strengthened. And in this prayer week,
the first night, Tuesday night, is all going to be uh, virtual. It's going to be uh, live. It's going to come to you. Uh, rather, it's going to be virtual. It's going to come to you on the New Antioch Christian Fellowship page, which is the main page of, of our church, our larger page. So Tuesday night, I'm going to talk about the posture of prayer. Sometimes you need to get back on your knees. You need to get back on your knees. And we're going to talk about what it means to be on your knees in prayer, what it means to be laid prostrate before God in prayer. And we're going to pray. And then Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to practice the practice of prayer. We got a lot of stuff we need to pray for. This world is in an interesting place right now. We're in a crisis place right now. Crisis means this thing can go either way depending on what happens. So we need to get God to intercept, to intercede, to intervene. And he's going to do that. We believe he's going to do that. So Wednesday night and Thursday night, we're just going to go forward in prayer. We've learned all year all the basics of prayer. We get ready to go for it. And get some changes. So from 6 to 7.15, jump in whenever you can jump in this week. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we'll be fasting from sunup to sundown. The sun go down around 4.30, so have no excuse. From sunup to sundown. Uh, and I had said you can drink some water, but what I'd like you to do is you can drink anything warm. I understand that helps with. Uh, with the coronavirus and, and clearing your system. Uh, so drink someone. You can drink tea. Now, that's not tea with lemonade and um, high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> but you can drink some tea um, as, as we fast, but drink some warm. You can drink warm things, but we're going to fast sun up to sun down. Uh, this week in prayer. Some stuff is not going to happen, my brothers and sisters, without fasting and prayer. For some of the yes that you have to do in your life, you're going to need fasting and prayer. It's fasting that breaks this flesh up and gives you the ability to really do yes. So it is prayer week. We are a praying church. We're also a giving church, so don't forget your giving. As you heard today, if you haven't had a chance to give, especially your tithing that belongs to God. But we also are giving to the community. So we have at both campuses, we are doing Angel Tree. I think we have a few more angels here. Go to the House of Antioch page here. Get in touch with Pam Lambie at Central Campus. Get in touch with Jamila Eddins. And you can get that information on our sites uh, so that we can give to this community and make Christmas happen for children whose parents aren't able to do it for them. Also just want you to know that everything will be virtual for the rest of the year. I understand that in Nevada, somebody is getting this virus every minute, every minute. Uh, and, and people are, and some people aren't surviving. So we want you to be safe. So everything is going to be virtual for the rest uh, of the year. We're gonna have a great Christmas program. We're gonna have a great uh, New Year's program, but it will be virtual so you all stay home and stay safe um, this Wednesday for at 8 a.m. I've been doing an 8 a.m. Bible study on Wednesday so this is the last one I'm doing on the Holy Spirit and then we'll see what I'll teach from there it looks like I'll be teaching 8 a.m. Bible study until until the pandemic is over I guess uh, and so but this will be the last one on the Holy Spirit and so tune in for that when we always have our prayer at 7 a.m. 
prayer at 6 p.m. from Central Campus, 7 p.m. from the Aliante Campus. Amen. And let's stay connected. Stay connected. If you have not gotten a robo-text from me or a robo-call from me, that means we don't have your number. So please make sure we have uh, your phone number, see any of our office of the church. We have to stay connected during this time. I want to stay connected with you. Amen. Amen. And so finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind and live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy wave. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. My life is yours. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977. Thank you.